Election Day, everyone, and welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, I'm really glad you've joined us. As I said, the polls are open, and Michiganders are getting their chance to influence the course of this presidential election for the first time. Before the precincts even started scanning ballots this morning, voters were already participating in record numbers. Yesterday, there were reports that people were waiting in lines for hours to cast an early absentee ballot in places like Ann Arbor. Hundreds of thousands of people have, of course, already cast absentee ballots in Michigan, a huge increase compared to 2016. It's a good sign that participation is healthy here, but it also poses a logistical challenge for the people who run our elections. Here to talk about how they're dealing with these challenges and what to expect from our elections administrators today is Michigan Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson. Jocelyn, welcome to the show. Good morning. Happy Election Day. Happy Election Day to you as well. So let's start with what is different this time around. In 2018, when we went to the polls, there were a number of changes that we embraced as Michiganders. This is really the first time that we get to see them unfold on a a large scale. What will be different? That's right. This primary election is our first statewide election since voters amended our Constitution to create a right to vote by mail or absentee without any reason, and also a right to register to vote up to and on Election Day itself. So both of those things are going to have a significant impact and already have had a significant impact today compared with the last presidential primary four years ago. So you have already said that we need to expect things to move a little more slowly tonight than we're used to. In other words, that you know, we all sit down, I think, on election nights and start to expect to see results and returns. That is going to go a little bit more slowly this year than than it has in the past, right? Yes, uh, primarily because there are there are double the number of people voting absentee than in in March of 2016. We're about a, a, just under a million absentee ballots have been cast in this presidential primary compared to 500,000 four years ago. So uh, what that means is there's twice as many ballots needing to be processed and counted within the same time period, or, you know, they can't start doing that until today, uh, even though they've had twice as many come in as, as last time. So we are trying to essentially set expectations to say, look, twice as many ballots, this may take a little longer, because those are ballots that typically would be cast in person in precincts and counted on the spot. Here, they're now um, all being counted at a central location starting today, and so it's going to take a little longer. Hmm. And in terms of Election Day changes and challenges, we now have same-day voter registration here Mm -hmm. in Michigan, which means that if you are not a registered voter, you can still show up and cast a ballot. You register and vote at the same time. Of course, that's a big test of of capacity, I guess, at, mm-hmm. uh, at clerk's offices, or maybe it could be uh, on this first election day. Yeah, both capacity and education on both the voter side and our election administrator side, because this is really, again, the first statewide election 
for all of us to see citizens who are eligible to vote have the opportunity to register and, and cast their ballot on Election Day. Already uh, in the past 14 days where uh, the window has been where you can register at a clerk's office and, and vote, we've seen a, uh, about just over 6,000 people take advantage of that. 3,000 have been in the past few days. So uh, we're, we're going to be monitoring those numbers throughout today just to see, you know, essentially what, what the numbers are and how many people are taking advantage of that. But importantly, it's also been coupled with another new right of automatic voter registration, meaning every time someone comes and gets an ID or a license, they're automatically registered to vote if they're eligible to be registered unless they opt out. So there's a lot more opportunities to register to vote in addition to on Election Day right mm-hmm. now in Michigan as a result of these changes. So it's, it's, it remains to be seen how many people will need Election Day itself to register and vote. But they, they've got it if they need it. Hmm. My guest is Michigan Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson. We're talking about it being Election Day, the first statewide Election Day since we embraced a lot of changes in the way that we cast our ballots here in Michigan in 2018. Uh, if you want to join the conversation, give us a call and tell us if you've taken advantage of any of the new voter access laws here in Michigan since they were passed two years ago. Have you cast an early absentee ballot, for instance, uh, or have you registered to vote today on the day of election instead of registering up front before you get to the polls? Uh, Did you vote a straight party ticket during the midterms? Uh, Do you like having those kinds of options? And do you trust our elections administrators to make sure things run smoothly and ensure that there's an accurate vote count at the end of the process? As always, the number here on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. 1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and uh, put comments there or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. We'll try to work you into the conversation. And as always, we always just love to hear from folks about what their voting experience was. What did you see at the polls today? How many folks were there in places like Detroit where turnout is always a question? And did things run really smoothly for you or were there some glitches at your polling site. Again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Before we get to listeners, Jocelyn, I want to go back to something you said a little earlier. You said just under a million absentee ballots were cast. Is is that right? Is it that they were mm-hmm. requested or cast? I mean, did we... Did, um, yeah, there, there yeah, were 970,000 ballots requested. Mm-hmm. About 800,000 of those have been returned as wow. of yesterday. So wow. they, citizens have up until 8 o'clock tonight to return them, and they can return them in person. Obviously, at this point, that's what you want to do if you haven't returned it already. And you can return it either at your local polling place or uh, with your clerk today by wow. 8 p.m. I mean, that's an incredible number. I mean, the number of yeah. requested ballots is huge, but the, to get 800,000 of them back is mm-hmm. also just kind of mind-blowing. Yeah, and again, that just gives you a sense of the the, the stress our, our clerks are under today to process and count all those ballots centrally because a lot of those typically would be cast and counted in the precincts and then the total sent to the clerks at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So that's why you're going to see delayed results. But interestingly, those numbers track what we see in a general presidential election. So mm-hmm. in, in 2016, in November, 1.2 million people requested an absentee ballot and just about 1.1 million people returned them. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're kind of at that level, almost basically a, a general election for president. 
And uh, and so what we've been telling clerks is, look, you've processed this many ballots quickly before on an election day. It's just just treat this like it's November in terms of resources and machines and people. So the clerks who do that, uh, I think we will see results in a, in a timely fashion. Uh, but again, we're trying to to, to give co- to give folks you know support and cover if they need a little bit more time, given yeah. that it's extraordinary larger number than a typical primary. And, and you and I have had a conversation before about how well we support clerks in terms of financial resources and training and mm-hmm. things like that. Are, are, are you confident that we're that we're doing that well enough to, to deal with all of this? Well, our, because our elections are decentralized, mm-hmm. there's um, and, and, and many of their funding comes from local governments. Uh, there's a lot we can do statewide to provide uh, support and resources, but clerks are independently elected and accountable to the citizens in their community. So a lot of them seek that independence in administering their elections, and, and we support them in that. So it's, it's a delicate balance in a state that's as decentralized as ours, uh, but we're keeping an eye. I mean, I've got staff from our office all throughout the state today to lend a hand where necessary and step back and let the experts on the ground do their thing uh, when they're good. So it, it's kind of a, a give and take, a, a collaboration, a partnership between us and the localities. But they do have significantly more authority in Michigan at the local level than clerks may in, in Ohio and in other states. Hmm. Uh, let's get to some listeners here. Let's start with Barnett in West Bloomfield. Barnett, welcome to the welcome to the show. Good morning. Hey. Um Thanks for taking the call. I had a, uh, a question in regards to the appropriate protocol for uh, having requested a absentee ballot but have yet to receive one. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Great question. Yes. Go ahead, Jocelyn. You can do one of two things. You can go to your clerk's office or you could go to your precinct and vote either place and request a new ballot. Basically, what has happened is if, if any situation where a voter has been sent a ballot and has not been returned for whatever reason, uh, in this case because you didn't receive it, uh, you can, it's marked in the voter file that you have not yet returned your ballot. So as soon as you show up and say, hey, I want to vote, I got, you know, I want, please give me a new ballot, they'll cancel out the other one, wherever it is, and you can vote a, a new ballot right then and there. Again, at your either your local precinct, which you can find the location of at michigan.gov slash vote, or at your local clerk's office. Hmm. Uh, again, Barnett, uh, thanks for the call and the question, and I hope you get that sorted out today so that your vote gets counted. Uh, let's go to Levi in Troy. Levi, welcome to the show. You there? Eva? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh, I want to let you know that uh, there was nobody there except me when I voted at 9 o'clock today, uh, which was uh, shocking. Hmm. And then I realized about the absentee uh, voting that you're talking about. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I asked them if I wanted to register today, how do you do that? They said, we don't know. We'll have to look it up. And uh wanted to ask the uh, Jocelyn about uh, the state of Washington, where there is no in-person voting anymore. It's all absentee. How do you like that idea? Hmm. Uh, Levi, I appreciate the call and uh, information at first, but uh, also... Also, the questions, uh, Jocelyn. Before we get talk about the state of Washington, this this issue of clerks knowing how to register people and their staffs and the volunteers, of course, knowing how to to register people on election day, I think is one of the things that people got to be a little worried about. Do they know how that works? Mm-hmm. Levi's experience suggests that uh, maybe not everybody's up to speed. Yeah, we have to certainly make sure we've we've trained and educated all of our 
clerks and our deputy clerks, and we have uh, training for poll workers at the central level. But uh, one of the other things we've done is make sure there's uh, notices in every precinct that we've given the clerks to distribute that, that, that clearly spell out what to do if someone wants to register to vote and cast their ballot, or if it is in the, in the, the issue with the previous caller, have an absentee ballot that they want to uh, spoil and, uh, and or surrender and cast a, a, a new ballot. So we're, you know, in a decentralized election like ours, where you've got 5,000 precincts, there's always opportunities for more education. And, and a lot of this is also preparation for November, recognizing this is our first statewide election. Uh, and, but, and, and to Washington State and, and other states, Colorado, Oregon, where you see a number of more people voting by mail than ever before, I think it's important that voters have a choice. And importantly, this new law was voter-driven. It was enacted by voters. So I think that is, is a reflection of this is something voters wanted. I certainly think we'll see even more people taking advantage of the opportunity to vote by mail in the, in the years ahead. And our election systems and resource allocation needs to adjust for that. Hmm. Uh, again, Levi, thanks for the call and the info and the questions. Let's go to Nancy in Detroit. Nancy, what's on your mind? Um, hi, I have a question. What is the cutoff date for registering to vote if your birthday is in November and you want to vote that year? <laughs> Great question, Nancy. And I am somebody who, when I turned 18, had the same question because my birthday is also in November. Uh, Jocelyn, go ahead. Yeah, you can you can register to vote. Um, you know, when uh, if you're going to be eligible to vote in the November election, uh, and you'll be able to cast your ballot then, and uh, usually in the in the August primary, uh, you you can't cast a ballot if you haven't um, if you're if you're not 18, uh, but you certainly will be able to in November, and you should be, you should register to vote. Uh, and uh, as, as soon as you, you know, are able to do so. Yeah, you have to be 18 on the election mm-hmm. day in order to cast a ballot, not just in the month right. that the election takes place. But uh, great question, Nancy. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Tom in Northwest Detroit. Tom. Yeah, good morning mind? to both of you. Uh-huh. You know what, and with, the, with all of the number of absentee ballots, I'm hopeful that people will turn out in droves and still, you know, uh, make it uh, at the, you know, not difficult at the polls, but just show up. I mean, you know, we got to show up and show out. But I, but I don't think there's going to be too much of a change at the poll, other than um, hopefully the increase in numbers. But I'm getting ready as soon as I hang up to jump on Biden's horse, riding him like Turkhart <laughs> rode the uh, secretariat, go over and cast my vote. For him. Yeah, no, I was going to ask you, Tom, if you had already gone over to the polling site and what. Uh, that experience was, but uh, but you haven't gone yet. So uh, I appreciate your calling on your way out the door. <laughs> um, let's go to Eric in Roseville. Eric, welcome to the show. You there, Eric? Yeah, Stephen. Can yeah, you hear me? I can. Go ahead. Yeah. Hey. Good morning. Thanks mm-hmm. for having me. Sure. So I voted in Roseville this morning, and I went at about seven forty-five, and there was just I was the fifteenth voter, and then I just drove past my precinct again, and the parking lot was full. Huh. Uh, it's kind of good. There's a lot of absentee ballots. Um, and another thing I wanted to mention, I was one of these undecided voters, and I went to the Bernie rally on Friday, went to the Biden rally last night, and uh, I was able to make my decision at the Biden rally, which I think, I don't know if it's for today's conversation, but uh, I was noticing at the Bernie rally and, you know, at the Biden rally, there was protesters and real divisiveness coming from, I think, the left, my friends farther on the left, hmm. um, 
booing of the media by Bernie Sanders supporters when he, you know, said corporate media. It reminded me of the fake news Trump rally type thing going on. So uh, I was able to, seeing that and hearing the messages of the two, uh, go out and vote this morning for uh, vice president, former vice president. And uh, But it was overall a good experience. I hope everyone's still uh, getting out there voting. Yeah, you know, Eric, that's really great that you actually went to rallies for both candidates as a way of trying to make up your mind. I mean, not everybody has the ability to do that, I suppose, the time or the access. But uh, but it's I, it's one of the best ways to make a decision, right, to go and see up front and up close what somebody who's running for one of these offices has to say about what they think and and what they might do. So kudos to you for, for doing that and then, and then going out this morning and casting your ballot. Uh, let's go to Anthony in downtown Detroit. Anthony. Welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? Hey, um, I'm looking at this uh, tweet from someone who says they're in Bay City right now. It came in about 30 minutes ago, and they said, same-day voter registration is an epic fail. My clerk had no idea how to do it. I said she couldn't register me. I challenged her, and I had to call the state. Or she said she'd call the state. This is a tweet from a gentleman who says he's in Bay City hmm. 30 minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, I really appreciate your calling and, and sharing that information. Uh, Jocelyn, how much are you hearing already today about issues with same-day registration, which, again, I think is the most complicated part of what the changes were that we mm-hmm. adopted in, in 2018. You, you've got to have people at the, at the tables, at the polling sites, who, who know that that's the way it's supposed to work and, and know how to make it work. Uh, are you hearing yeah. about problems as well? We have not. I mean, you know, you also also have to be careful with social media. And, you know, we've got a team in the field today really can also verify uh, things because we, we don't want misinformation out there uh, either. We know there are there are efforts to, um, you know, potentially discredit various different reforms in the process. So we're mindful of that also. Hmm. Uh, but that said, we're, we're following up on any verifiable uh, concerns. And we've been working really for the past year to educate clerks at the county and local level about the voter registration requirements. It's not that, uh, and, and many of them have already had local elections where they've, they've gone through it. And, and so we, we haven't seen, I mean, everyone knows about it for the most part, you know, again, with 5,000 precincts, we have to be prepared for, for everything. Uh, but at the same time, again, this is in our first statewide election, we're grateful for a lot of these clerks being up to speed on uh, all of the new regulations. We've also got a statewide voter file, uh, and that's why we can monitor voter registration in real time and make sure that the process is, is moving securely. One of the challenges we have seen uh, leading up to Election Day is the residency requirement, where sometimes people will show up to register to vote at their clerk's office mm-hmm. and uh, and not have the appropriate residency documentation that they'll need, which is required in this 14-day window. And in that case, they could still register, but they just couldn't vote in this year's election. So a lot of nuances that, again, voters and clerks are still working through, but I'm really confident that, that our clerks are, are well prepared and uh, across the state are, are doing everything they can to smoothly run our elections with all these new changes in place. Okay. Let's take one more call here. Greg in Gross Point Park. Greg, welcome to the hey, show. Hey, everyone. Hey. Uh, my daughter uh, voted for the first time yesterday. She was in Hong Kong, and she <laughs> got back because of the coronavirus stuff. Mm-hmm. And, she, and so she did the same-day voter registration and was so excited. And I hear that there are long lines at camp, college campuses. So I was just wondering, Jocelyn, whether or not you think that the uh, – which is going to have the biggest impact 
on the election outcome, uh, same-day voter registration or uh, no reason absentee ballot voting. Hmm. Yeah, great question, Greg. Yeah, the, the data shows that both increase turnout, uh, and particularly same-day voter registration increases turnout among young people, 18 and 19-year-olds specifically. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, we've seen statewide about 3,000 people, including in Ann Arbor and East Lansing and elsewhere, register to vote and vote in the past uh, three days. Uh, and so that has led to some, some wait times when you've just got one person processing those things. And uh, but but I'm confident that it's it's really been a great experience for a lot of folks, uh, and it's important for us that on both those fronts that we're implementing those new laws securely uh, and methodically, which is also what this year's this this particular day's election is about doing. But again, in terms of impact, I do think enthusiasm is high this year, as I think we're seeing in many scenarios uh, on both sides, and that's going to translate alongside these new policies to increase turnout, not just today but in November as well. Okay, Michigan Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson. I know this will be a busy day for you, but uh, I really appreciate you coming by with us. And we'll hold on to our horses tonight, not get too anxious to see the results because we know it'll take a little longer. But thanks for being here. Thank you. All right, up next, we're going to talk about the city of Detroit's new push to preserve and expand affordable housing and whether it goes far enough to make sure low-income residents aren't displaced. Stay with us on Detroit Today.